and welcome to another episode of Pretty Yeah. Here comes the general, ladies and gentlemen. Here comes the general. Yeah. As studio, we got who? Andrew Loyal Loyal Parallels Radio Episode Ten. Congratulations on ten episodes of beauteous, training-worthy tracks. Congratulations, Drew. I congratulate you. <laughs> you did it. You did it. You got the number you always, ten. You always put the training in there. That's what they're called. The training worthy tracks. Yeah, I guess. The Grammys of trance EDM awards. Trance EDM. Trance EDM, baby. Ten episodes. You going now? You going for a hundred? Shoot for a hundred. I got faith in you. I know you can do it. <laughs> Drew's actually working on producing his very own first original song. That's the goal. That's the goal. He's working on it. He's producing it. He's the producer, writer, looking for a singer, possibly. He doesn't know if he's going to have lyrics in this one yet. But uh, it's going, and it's going good. I've heard the first three seconds of it. It's impressive, and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) We got an interesting show for you today. First off, we're going to talk about, what are we going to talk about, Drew? Cancer. You tell me. Cancer. Cancer? We're talking about cancer. Uh You know why? Why? Because cancer has hit my life. Not me. I don't have it. I don't have it. Don't worry. I'm not going to die. I don't have it. You know who has it? You do. My brother has cancer. I don't have it, but your brother does. My brother has cancer. Now, here's the situation. Long story short, the situation is this. You can't cure... Whoop. <laughs> you can't cure cancer, can you? You can't. It's not out there yet. It doesn't matter. So. Cancer's going to get you. It's going to come. It's going to get you. And that's not the issue that I want to talk about. The issue I want to talk about is this. How do you support someone who has cancer? Mm-hmm. How do you do it? Now, everybody's different, obviously. There's many different ways to do it. But how do you support someone that has cancer? I have two ways. One, monetarily. Two, emotionally. Right? How would you emotionally support somebody with cancer, Drew? Doesn't matter what type of cancer they have. Doesn't matter what stage it's in. Doesn't how, matter. How would I support maybe. someone? Yeah, emotionally. Oh, emotionally. emotionally. Yeah. I have, uh, um, like, if I had cancer, Drew, would you just be like... It's okay, Brian. You're going to live. Or would you be like, Brian, you're sick, and I hope you live. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? How would you do it, Drew? How would you do it? I think you'd probably just, like, offer to help and, you know, see if the person needed help. So you're all about somebody needs help emotionally, you like. Yeah, I mean... uh, because every every situation is going to be a little bit different, and I think that depending on what the person needs or what the family needs, it'll it'll change. Like, for example, we had a friend. Their the little two, kid, right? Yeah, the little their two year old kid died of cancer, and it, it was always like, "Oh, what can we do to help? What can we do to help?" and you know they're so overwhelmed with everything else that's going on that it, we finally ended up just saying, okay, well we're just gonna go get like Olive Garden or whatever. And once so a you week, give them food or whatever, once a, give once them a meals, week, so we take, take, take them Olive Garden. So they ain't trying to. That way they don't have to worry about essentials. Basically, they can yeah. worry about spending time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my brother's got cancer, and my I have. Five brothers. <laughs> my one brother has cancer. My other brother is like, hey, should we all shave our head? Because he's actually losing his hair. I know you don't with everything, but the radiation he had is losing his hair. Now, physically, he's okay, right? Like, 
brain tumor. He got it cut out. He's fine. He's just fatigued from the radiation. But other than that, like he's he's a healthy man, capable, right? He's not like confined to a wheelchair, or oxygen, or anything like that. And so I was like, "What's shaving our head gonna do? What's it gonna do, Drew? Why would all of us shave our head? I mean, How's it gonna support him? It's <laughs> not gonna do much, but it could be. He's the kind of guy who's support. like, he's the kind of guy who's gonna be like this. We'll shave our head, take a picture, and he'd be like, "Thanks, guys." Yeah, <laughs> he ain't gonna, you know, he ain't gonna reach out and be like, "Guys, thank you so much." Like, you know, really helps me get through the day. He ain't gonna say that to us. Yeah, may- maybe he won't. <laughs> I mean, I could see some people uh, viewing that as like emotional support, and you know, they'd be appreciative of it. But yeah. some people might not. Care. The other thing we talked about too is like, like he's a dude, right? When girls lose their hair, it's kind of a bigger deal. Girls are much more attached well, to their hair than women are. Dude. Well. He chose to be a dude at birth with his Y chromosome. Perfect. Wait, don't you need an X to be a guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with his X chromosome. Um, anyway, so, but I mean, seriously, like, and I'm just thinking, how do you help somebody like that emotionally? I guess some people don't need help emotionally, Drew, but then again, when somebody goes to cancer, doesn't everybody need help physically? Uh, physically, physically, I'm sure everybody needs and financially, physically. I guess for the most part as well. Not everybody, but most people, I would say that. Am I wrong? Probably not. What do you mean, probably not? Uh, I mean, I agree with you. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, why don't we give him money? And then all of us were like, we don't have any. <laughs> Hold on, we gotta we gotta go back back to the chromosome thing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We can go got? back for a sec. So <coughs> Drew's like. Tell, tell me about chromosomes. Did we say X or Y? You said you need an X to be a dude. Yes. Okay. All right. We, we're right. That's why in high school. That's, <laughs> that's why in high school we make fun of people. We're like, dang, man, what's wrong? You got two Y chromosomes? <laughs> kind of oh, mean, that's, right? That's the first thing that pops up. What's the Y? What is the double Y chromosome? What is the double Y chromosome? It's a genetic mutation present in some males in the 22nd century. Specifically, it is a deformity. Do we even live in the twenty-second century? Pair resulting in the YY pattern. Do we even live in the twenty-second century? What? Of Man, the I DNA? They're talking about DNA, huh? Twenty-second century of the DNA. No, twenty-second century. Isn't that what we're in? I, I thought we were know. in the twenty-first century. I don't know. Is it a century? A hundred years? Yeah. And twenty-one hundred would be the twenty. What? Wait in there. <laughs> Man, this has got to be some stupid thing. That doesn't sound. That doesn't even make any sense. That doesn't sound like a real article. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, but every, everybody's gonna be different, right? Some people yeah. are gonna need financial help. Some people are gonna need emotional help. Some emotional people are help. Some be physically beat up. Yeah. Some people are gonna need physical help and moving stuff or. Yep. Walking around, you know, getting from getting stuff done. Yeah. You know, like if they have kids or something, they can't hold their kids. You know, they need help getting their kids to school or whatever it is. Maybe they're too weak to drive or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. Here's my thought. We'll do a quick thought and then we'll move on to our next subject. Quick thought is this. I was like, fine, you know what? Collectively, we'll shave our heads, all of us, my family, and uh, we'll send me a picture. Now, emotionally, this will do nothing for him, but I think for his wife, it'll help. She'll be like, oh, my gosh, your brothers, like, love you. And But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to post a video and say basically what I just said on Facebook. I'll probably put it on Twitter, too. At Clear the Aircast. Uh, clear the Air um, on Facebook and Clear the Air Podcast at gmail.com. But I'm going to say something to that effect. Like, let's be real. Shaving this head don't do nothing. Now, he is in a 
uh, financial state of hurt. For me, there's snowball reasons, right? Basically, he needs two months of living money, and then he, and then he knows that he has a plan to like get back and survive per se. Um, so we're gonna try and try and get a couple thousand dollars to let him survive for a couple months. But but anyways, uh, check out Facebook for all those details. So there you go. Yeah. So and then watch out, watch out for my video that I post on that with my short hair. I will look funny. I have Drew. What would you say my shape head is? I've been uh, called like a little bean. Looks like a bean, maybe. I don't know. It's like <laughs> tall and. <laughs> it's gonna look stupid, right? Because mainly the more round head you have, the better you look shaved. It's like a tall oval. Yeah, that's gonna look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's gonna look as bad. Like let's say Mount Rushmore, one of those presidents was bald. I think that would just look bad. Wait, so are you actually gonna shave your head? It's gonna go down. You always have the five o'clock shadow scruff. Yeah. So it's gonna go down to that. So we're gonna cut it to like an eight. You're gonna look funny. I'm gonna look real funny. And but that's what he has. Like he, I don't know why, but he's completely losing his hair where the tumor was taken out because that's where the cancer is attacking it correctly. But the rest of his head is just super short. So. What uh um, when are you guys doing this? Monday. So you will see me Tuesday. You will see me Tuesday. Monday night after work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. My sister's gonna do it too. As always, this episode of Clear the Air is brought to you by Cafe de Char. The greatest coffee that you have ever tasted in your entire life. You have been to the Star Clucks. You have been to some other nasty mom and pop shop. You have been to a diner where Flo serves it to you out of a greasy old oil pan dumped into a nasty, unclean, full of dishwashing soap coffee mug. And you love that coffee, yet you have not tasted Café de Chard. Once you do, you will not love that coffee anymore. Why? Because Café de Chard roasts their beans so smooth, so deliciously, and so perfectly that you don't need any additives. Cream and sugar are just what give you diabetes. So how about you skip the diabetes and enjoy the delicious coffee from Cafe de Chard, the greatest roasted beans ever in the whole entire universe. That's right, folks. Not just the world. The universe. Sold everywhere stores are not. Oh my goodness, it is so delicious and nutritious and you need it. We now banter with Baja. Organic. Good morning, Brian. First of all, I want to say hello to you and all your fans out there. Shout outs to 100. Um, first off, before we just dive right in, I'd love to just get to know your program a little bit more as well. Yes. And well, we clear the air on a lot of situations, and that's what we do. And we enjoy the feedback. We enjoy people's opinions. Uh, we don't hate on anybody. You might feel offended, but trust me, you're talking to the most non-judgmental people that there possibly are on planet Earth. I love that. And this is the first time on your show, actually. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, you know what? It is my pleasure. And the pleasure is all mine. And I know we've been trying to match up schedules for a while. And this is just phenomenal. I have a huge smile on my face. I just can't stop. I'm, I'm just so excited. You're you. Thank You're you. You're here. Baja in the flesh. Appreciate that. Tell me, uh, I'm, I'm very interested, actually, in your coffee. I've, I've, I've um, Cafe de Chard. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. It is 100 nutritious delicious. I know that you are a man of many organics, and you don't like putting additives in anything. Correct. You are straight up. Right now, you're on a rabbit food diet. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> you really are. Aptly known as. Uh, sometimes you eat tuna, but on occasion. Sure. And other than that, it's your fruits and vegetables. Now, look, your coffee is the same way, Baja. Uh-huh. You tell don't me want more. additives. You don't want sugar. You don't want cream. You know, you don't want frothiness, okay? You just want a straight coffee bean, organically grown, right out of the ground. You pull it out, roast it, and put it in your brew, and bada-boom, bada-bing, people are like, black coffee's nasty. This is not nasty. 
Yes, it is black coffee, which means there's nothing else in it. Uh-huh. This is fresh. Oh, my gosh, it's so good. Is Roasted it, to perfection. Is this what I'm drinking right now in my cup in the studio here? Yeah, that's what we serve. That's all we have in studio. That's it. That's the only... Excellent. Oh, my gosh. I was going to any other coffee. I was going to say, I was actually wondering, because I've heard your podcast before and your advertisements, and I was... I was wondering this morning if that was the coffee you're, you you had in your cup here. Of course, I thought I would delight you with a fresh cup, fresh brew cup. I am absolutely delighted on this afternoon. You could even call this an afternoon delight. Yeah, well, you did say good morning, but uh, you know we're kind of midday, so we could crash cross over here. Yeah. <laughs> what time is it now? How long have I been here? Oh man. <laughs> so Baja, you believe in loving yourself Correct. before you. Be- you need to love yourself before you love others. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would even um, go as far as to say the, um, you know, the, the secure your own oxygen mask analogy, right? I mean, you've got to secure your own oxygen mask before you can help others. Yes. And, and for those of you who don't know what he's talking about, it's on flights where every flight they say um, in case of low oxygen, a mask will fall down from the sky and be sure to put yourself on before you help anyone else. I love that. The mask will fall down from the sky. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Just look up. Don't get hit. (laughs) Don't get hit. So, yeah, um, you know, in life, you got to take care of yourself. And once you're whole and complete, then you can take care of others. Um, And I think that's that's definitely true with the statement we were talking about earlier. You know, in order to love yourself, you've or in order to love others, you must love yourself fully. Now, is that a real thing? Because, I mean, if I don't love myself, but I feel for you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So if I'm willing mm-hmm. to, if, if I'm willing to die, but to put your mask on per se, is there a situation there where that's a real thing? It's, it, could you, could you repeat that sentence? I didn't quite understand. So if I'm under the mindset where if the mask comes down, um, I, why would I put my own on if I need to put you know, a child's or an elderly's on. Like, sure. So that way, because if I, if I put mine on, that child could die. Sure. So I need to put the child's on right away. So literally speaking, um, you know, obviously if you, if you um, are trying to attempt to put the child's on, but you can't breathe very well and you end up passing out, or there's turbulence, so you get ejected from your seat, et cetera, um, it's very hard for you to, to then help yourself because uh, no one's helping you while you're helping someone else. But you sacrifice to save the life of the other. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think if in the literal sense, yeah, and you know, metaphorically or, or figuratively, if we're talking about you know loving others uh, emotionally, it's the same thing. Um, I think you really need to secure your own footing in your own life, um, you know, and th- and then you can move on to to helping others. Very nice, very nicely put. Um, I I want to play devil's advocate here because I actually do believe that you have to help yourself before you can help others. AKA, um, homeless people, uh, really how much good can they do in the world? I mean, honestly, until they are in some type of stable situation and they don't have to be rich or anything like that. I just mean a stable situation. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So l- <coughs> let me, let me check in with you on that. I think, um, one place I'd like to take the conversation is to volunteerism. Um, volunteerism is a great example of kind of the overview of what we're talking about here with volunteering, um, people, people say I do it for others, you know, I'm doing this for others, but what you're truly doing when you break it down is you're actually doing it for yourself. You know, uh, a lot of people will even go as far as to say it's a selfish, selfish act. Volunteering is a selfish act. And I know that sounds very contradictory. Um, but at the end of the day, you, you do things for others. It makes you feel good. That's and very true. Yeah. 
I am under firm belief that the only way to, to self-happiness is service. Uh-huh. I really am. Like that's, that's like a core belief I have. And yes, you do service for others, but selfishly you do it for yourself to be happy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and when you check in with yourself and you go, okay, what, what, what makes me feel fulfilled and what doesn't, um, once you get to the root of that, then you can really give properly. And of course, when you feel that kind of fulfillment, then you're loving yourself, which then turns into great service work and great love for others. So once again, you do have to love yourself before you can love others. Excellent. It, well all, comes it. it <laughs> all comes back to it. Full circle, my friends, you the circle of life. You hate yourself and give enough to someone else. You know what I mean? True that. You know I mean? you True maybe that. you could open a door for somebody, but it's like, man, you're just going to feel like, eh. Yeah. How do yeah. you feel? How do you feel? How does it make you feel on the inside versus if you're truly happy that day? I mean, when you're super happy, things bounce off you, you know, things are no big deal. But, um, but when you're not happy, you know, you feel like. Even when you're trying to help others, when you're not happy, it's, you're just meh. I mean, it's like, yeah, just going through life. I got to go back to my house and sit down in my trash. Going through the motions. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly, yeah, exactly. going through the motions. Exactly. And that's not what we want. Baja, you do not go through the motions. You actually are captain of a volunteer squad. Correct. In a sense. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Here, and you do yeah. uh, events around the city, and you are just a mastermind at um, volunteer planning and organization. I, well, uh, thank you for those kind words. I appreciate the compliment. Yes, I uh, I am the director of philanthropic events and volunteerism for young professionals of Salt Lake City, and um, part of our our mission mandate is to connect young professionals with the city and the community, and of course with each other um, through you know philanthropic events and volunteerism. And um, something that I've learned throughout my time volunteering is that. Um, you know, giving, giving is selfish, like we were talking about before. Um, but it's kind of a really interesting return on your investment because when you give back, you feel good. And when you feel good, then you go out into the world, you know, expressing that. And then you project that to others, others feel good and everybody wins. So I guess it's one of those times where being selfish is kind of a good thing. Yeah. Being selfish is selfish, (laughs) but well, let me, being selfish is selfless. Being selfish is ultimately selfless. In the world of volunteering That's very and meta. love. It's <laughs> very meta. I love it. <laughs> In the world of service and volunteering, right? Absolutely. Man. Well, Young Professionals is a, is a phenomenal organization. Um, you do a great job here in the city. It's Thank a nationwide you. program. Thank you. So you can join that if you guys uh, are young and professional. Yep, Salt Lake City. They'll even take slightly middle-aged professionals. Sure, mid to young mindset <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly uh, as um uh you know here's the best part you've got a head start if you are among the very young at heart yeah. frank sinatra said that and those <laughs> words ring true to today a poet but he knew it but he know it he's a poet <laughs> poet and he knows it baja thank you for joining us um this is phenomenal as always bantering with you is a pleasure that I get to do often, yet we just need to share it over these airwaves so everyone can uh, experience the Baja. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate your audience. appreciate your fans. And uh, and I appreciate you and what you're doing for the community with this podcast. Yeah, we need you on. Next time, we got to get you on sooner rather than later, my man. Rock and roll. Rock Stay and golden, roll. everyone. Now a word from our sponsors, the Car Exhaust Grill. That's right, folks. It's still in production. 
The car exhaust grill is something that you want to use in your life. Look, you drive around a lot, so you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. You don't have time to stop. So what you do is you put a piece of meat, maybe a grilled cheese sandwich, maybe a big old fatty bratwurst on the car exhaust grill. As you drive, it grills the car exhaust grill. It's so good. You just can't help yourself. Look, every time you get in the car, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, my car exhaust grill. You want to feed the whole family? <laughs> Great. You got little kids that you know will be hungry. After your drive, you don't want to pack some snacks, just throw it on the car exhaust grill. Look, the car exhaust grill is what you need in your life. It is one healthy piece of grilling equipment, and you just attach to your car, drive to where you want to go, bam, meat's done. I had one just the other day in my way to work. I knew that I would be hungry when I get to work, but I didn't want to buy food on the way, so put on my car exhaust grill, and what happens? Perfectly grilled food, ready for me to eat. The car exhaust grill, you need it in your life. What's up next, Drew? Basketball scores right now. Wichita State's only up by one. North Carolina. The NCAA oh, they're now winning. They were losing. Tournament. Natty's only up by one. Yeah, but what, they got 10 minutes left? 11? I can't see. They got 11. Yeah, Natty's got 11. 11. Hey, okay. So, top picks. Drew picked who to win the tournament? Um, Who did I pick? I NCAA picked Virginia. March Madness. Virginia, bad pick. I'm sorry. Bad pick. Uh, who did I pick to win the tournament? Nova, just like the rest of the world. <laughs> between Nova, between Nova and Virginia, I think that's probably like eighty percent. Who did the record. Who did the expert guy on ESPN pick? Uh, Arizona. Oh my gosh! They <laughs> and then they lost to Buffalo. First one ever for Buffalo. As a four seed Arizona and a thirteen seed Buffalo. Buffalo wins. Oh, that's awesome, dude. What else are we talking about, Brian? Um, how corrupt the NCAA is. Do you believe that the NCAA tournament should exist? I think it should exist. Me too. Me too. Um. Drew read a book. Uh, what was that book you read about the NCAA and how corrupt it is? Oh, that was the BCS. Remember the BCS? Oh, yeah. You read a book about I the BCS. I forget what the book was called. I think it was called... Uh, how Corrupt I'm, the BCS I'm going to have to find it. I think something. it was called Death to the BCS. Or yeah. And now they I don't forget. exist and they make even more money. I mean, inflation, but still, they make even more money now. They do. They gave Some, the people what they wanted. and Somehow they found a way to turn a four-team playoff into an even bigger... Cow. Just cash cows on cows on yep. cash, cash, man. When a cow poops, it's just money in my hand. You know what I'm saying? Cash Somebody's got to sell the methane. So my thought is that the tournament needs to exist. Yeah, I agree. My, I thing, agree. my thing with the NCAA is that in order for there to be an NCAA champion in the whatever the sport is, there has to be a full tournament bracket. So when you look at college football, it's not an NCAA. They're not. NCAA champions, they're college football college playoff. football playoff champions. But the NCAA doesn't recognize them as college football champions. So that's why with basketball, you've got this big giant tournament thing, and the NCAA yeah, but there's more tournaments. That. Like there's the NIT tournament, there's the NCAA tournament. That's why you have to get invited in. Same things, and then there's the other one too that's even like worse than the NIT CBA. Yeah, I don't even know, but that's why there's those tournaments, and then that's why you actually are the NCAA championship because you're actually in their tournament. Correct. So, because college football has its own thing. Yeah. So, long story short, my thought is that there needs to be a tournament, but I do feel like it is. Yeah, because the NCAA is corrupt. Yep. They're their own organization. They were like, oh, college sports needs an organization to regulate it, and they were like, we'll do it, and then they just take all the money. Now, they give it back, but, I mean, they just make way more bank than bank on bank on bank on bank. Okay, which team do you want to win the tournament? Um, Come on, who's your team? I, I don't really T- care. The Caltech of Temecula? I don't know. Is that a thing? Caltech I don't know. of Temecula? No. <laughs> Temecula City um, College? I mean, I picked Virginia. San Diego State? 
I would have been happy with Arizona. Drew is a BYU fan. Yeah, but they suck too much. They didn't even <laughs> turn them So, but Drew also is a Drew more of a fan than BYU. Drew is actually a BYU mascot fan. Cosmo. What? Don't you love Cosmo? Uh, Cosmo the mascot. That's a little bit of a stretch. What? You're always excited. Like, look how much he's dancing. Look how good he does this. When football games are put on, he's like, I just go to watch the mascot. Ah, uh, jeez. <laughs> Fake news. That's what I would do. Fake. Fake news. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, as always, Drew, it's been loyal. Yep, it's been loyal. real. We're gonna talk about next week. We actually have an exciting bracket of our own. We made our own bracket with our own um, com- competitive. I'm not even gonna name what the bracket is. Because we, we set up competitive things and we're going to go through and we're going to crown a champion. And it has nothing to do with basketball. Sweet. But, um, and and so we're going to see who wins. So next week, tune in for our our own in the spirit of the season. The clear of the air bracket. The March Madness craziness. We made our own crazy March Madness. Next week, Julio Castillo.com. Julio Podcast on Gmail and Julio on Facebook. <laughs>